0: In this episode, we take a look at emotional autonomy. This is not a 10 step program on how to have it. This is a discussion on why it's important, how it can look different in every person and what exactly it is. Let's
1: talk about what intuition really is.
0: Let's look at all the places intuition and ego
1: show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This, this is the intuitive, intuitive Girl's Guide.
0: Hey, Jay. Hey. So this is going to be an interesting ride, this episode. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, so much so, I know what we're talking about, but I don't even know the title. Like, I'm hoping as we talk in the episode, we'll yeah. figure out the title. I mean, by the time you're hearing this, <laughs> it's been title, labeled. <laughs> right.
1: I had the same thought. Like, what is this even going to be called?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... This episode idea came from something that people keep asking me based right. on something that we talked about in a previous episode. Right. And so this is how this is how one of the scenarios went. <laughs> okay. Somebody came up to me and said, you know how you were talking about that delay that you have when somebody says something and you're like, before you really react. What episode was that? In? I, I don't even, even remember. remember. Same. Yeah. I can't either. Okay. I remember you saying it. So... I said that we were discussing that and like mm-hmm. reacting and like how there's like a delay for some people and not and it was sort of in passing yes it was like a side note it was a, it was probably in a tangent we do a <laughs> lot of those <laughs> okay And so people say this person came up to me and said, can you please explain how how you do that mm-hmm And I did this it was in person so I couldn't like buffer right I was like no <laughs> <laughs> Nope, you're on your own. Good luck. I actually can't <laughs> because I, I like I froze for words. Mm-hmm. I, I could say it to you and you know what I mean. Yes. But I couldn't explain the concept. Right. Of reacting and not instantly taking something personal. And also, from the few other people that asked me the question, I realized that like I don't really think I represented what I meant correctly because we'll get into it, but like that, I don't think that that actually happens. Like I'm not actually not feeling anything. No. So you're managing. Yeah. So what this episode is about Mm -hmm. is when you're in a situation where somebody says something to you or something is upsetting in front of you, whether it's on social media or it's in person or whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: How do you get through that moment and like at the end of it feel like pretty good about how you handled it
1: yeah sort of like like an emotional responsiveness or like an energetic responsiveness yes whereas if if you don't have I think what people want is what you described yes because if you don't have that the management of that response yes you're then triggered yes you're triggered right because you're not in control of it
0: Yeah. So like, for example, if you're somewhere and somebody says something insulting to you, Mm -hmm. my first reaction that you're going to see outwardly is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: not my first reaction. Okay.
0: But other people's first reaction Mm -hmm. is like to cry or to punch them or or to to yell back or to freeze or whatever. And so... People, I think, heard me say that and thought, I want her reaction. Correct. So there is isn't. There is stuff you can do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk all about that. But what I think we're talking about here, the word I could get the closest to what I feel like is happening is autonomy. Mm, yeah. So like ability to kind of govern yourself. Yes. And like, this is how I'm going to react. Because what I think might have been mis- heard or misrepresented in the way that I, I was talking right. is that I'm still feeling all of it. Yeah you're not like turning off and No, turning back on. Again. I'm still offended. I'm still mad. Right. I still wanna punch you. I still wanna whatever. Right. Hug you, whatever the thing right. I still want to do. But right. there's a there's a, a created delay. Yes. Like a buffer. Yes. That has to do with with an autonomy mm-hmm. that I both Created Mm -hmm. and happened upon. Yep, based on my design.
1: Well, correct. But I think that the problem is, is that unfortunately we are often saying to our listeners like, there isn't one protocol for this. No, I'm not. We're not trying to sell you like (laughs) our ten step program plan, and you'll (laughs) have emotional autonomy in every situation. Right. This is dependent, like. As all intuitive things, yes, it's dependent on your trauma, yes, your your experience, your clairs, your beliefs, your beliefs, your your neurodiversity or neurotypicalness, like how you were raised, like all oh, like the wiring like of your brain. So, like what yes. what how you find emotional autonomy, yes, It's going to be different than how I find it. One
0: hundred percent. And I think that's why it was hard to like conceptualize right. this episode at right. first because I was like, it would be like really neat with a nice little bow. If Mm -hmm. I could be like, here are the 10 steps to have more autonomy Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with people. Yep. That sounds great, Mm -hmm. but that's, that doesn't make sense because even I'm going to tell you how I do some of it, but part the biggest part of this discussion is like understanding your reaction because mine is not yours. Exactly. And mine is not better than yours or more advanced or more autonomous or more anything. Right. It's just the way that I react.
1: Right. And, and the way your system works is that you would be very aware of every step and every reason and every purpose. Yes. Whereas when I'm autonomous in my system. Yes. I have no idea what's happening.
0: Exactly. My clear
1: cognizance is just like formulating a protocol and then we're following it out.
0: Yes. And so in this industry, there mm-hmm. is way too much preachy, follow these 10 steps, I do it better than you, bullshit. Well, and, right. And that's ego and that's capitalism. And it won't work. It's going to let no. you down. It doesn't make sense. No,
1: because you're going to try to squeeze yourself into someone else's procedure. And it's not going to work for your system.
0: Yeah. And you're going to get frustrated. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I, the I mean, only. Some of
1: it might work. You might find yes. someone's 10 step plan and like steps four and six
0: might work and if you have enough autonomy over yourself right and you have enough awareness and right. like self regulation yep. i guess that you can go oh i i'm not a failure if all these steps don't right. work i'm going to listen to this and take from what i'm going to use right. and adapt it then that makes sense but right. it's not presented that way mm-hmm. so if that's not right. your natural thing which we're going to talk about why it's not and why it is yep then that's going to be way harder for you and you're going to feel like you're failing all the time mm-hmm. and the way that I do it is not the way for you to do it. Right. But there are clues and discussion involved. Right. And I think the really... There's two reasons why I feel qualified to give some advice and discuss this with you. Okay. The first one is that I've studied human behavior right. like a crazy person for the right. last 15 years. You have. Okay. The second is that for me, the way that I was programmed from a, a young age and conditioned was this real understanding or, or feeling yeah. that I was different than everybody else. Right. So I have always had a very heightened experience of what this other person is going through in their perspective mm-hmm. because I had this false assumption that mine was going to be weird and wrong. Right. And you created like a filter. Yes. Right. So by the time I have become 40 years old – Right. Happy birthday. Thank you. It has, there's been enough practice at it. Right. That it's easy for me. Correct. It happens very quickly. So what you're seeing, you might go like, oh, how does she do that? It's not a trick. It's just a combination of like intelligence and trauma.
1: (laughs) Well, in like self-awareness.
0: Yes. Not only
1: have you done, you've also done work on understanding yourself. Yeah. And like like how and why you react to things like if you if you're someone listening to this and you want to know how to do this but yeah. you don't understand your own triggers or your own traumas or your vows that you've created yeah it's going to be a lot harder it's going to be a whole
0: lot harder it depends on where you are in your journey of autonomy and
1: self-discovery your, yes
0: but also in your journey of intuition correct and being comfortable with your intuition right because like you're saying like with your claircognizance mm-hmm. I I think you've always operated with it, but Mm -hmm. I don't think until the last five years have Mm -hmm. you become really aware of how it operates in a way that you can feel really powerful in it. Right. Well, I was trying to like, I was trying to
1: create systems in my life based like on being very aware and very intentional. Yes. But with my clear cognizance, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Like I have to trust, I have to know that like, my intuition knows what to do
0: and to follow my own lead. Yes. And like, you're not going to pre think something out all the time. Nope. And so the further you are in that journey, Mm -hmm. the more of this you're going to, it's just going to click. Right. And if this is, feels really hard right now, Mm -hmm. keep doing
1: like what we always call like the work. Yeah. Right. And then this will get easier as you do more work because you'll start to understand more about yourself.
0: Yes, and that's exactly why I wanted this episode to be a discussion of the things, Mm -hmm. not a do these things. Because if it's a discussion, (sighs) it will hit you where you are. Yes. Where you are is the perfect place to be. Wherever it is that you're entering here, this episode, life, wherever. Perfect. You're there. If you're hearing this episode in 2025. It doesn't matter. It's okay. 2050. Welcome. Right. Hopefully we're still alive i hope yeah absolutely <laughs> i hope <hoping. Yeah>, you <laughs> checked okay <laughs> mean- um so like just be where you are because yeah. we're just going to discuss it so if it's if it's like oh that what if this is too far advanced for me it's not because no. we're going to talk about how humans operate right and we're going to discuss how we operate for yeah. reference mm-hmm. but you're going to be able to plug stuff in yeah at yourself. least that's my hope for yourself yeah
1: so take everything that we're saying and like adapt it to your own life, your own energetic body.
0: Yeah. And where you are in the journey. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So I want to just first explain the delay mm-hmm. that people are asking me about how yes. they can emulate. Yes. So what I want to explain is that the, the delay or the little pause that happens mm-hmm. is not me going, wait a minute. Let me formulate the perfect response. Right. It is actually, if I am really honest with you about Mm -hmm. it, there is autonomy to it for sure. Yeah. But it comes from an overwhelm of information. Yep. In my system. Yep. Because even though it looks like I'm not reacting emotionally, Mm -hmm. I am the most emotional person. I lead emotionally. Like I think everyone has a lead. They're either lead intellectually or they lead emotionally. Mm-hmm. Okay. I lead emotionally. Yeah. So do you. Everything yeah. makes us feel all the feelings. Everything. All the time. Right. There isn't something that happens to you in your day that doesn't trigger a boatload of emotions in your body. That's how we operate. That's how a lot of intuitive people operate. Right. Because intuition is emotion. Exactly. Right. So you're you're sort of... the Remember, intuition is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Intelligence is a spectrum. Right? They're all... Everything is a spectrum. We've decided. Right. Yeah. I declare it. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Right. <laughs> on the long list right. of imaginary T-shirts we have for the podcast. Right. Um, so in that spectrum somewhere, the further you're dialed intuitively, mm-hmm. the more flooded by emotion you are right. anytime anything happens. Yep. Now, you have this like ability for the things that feel pretty emotionally regular that are like occurring for you mm-hmm. you just the same neuropathways fire and you just kind of follow the yeah, formula right yep, right yep. so you're just kind of doing that but then something happens in your day yeah that's outside of that that makes you feel more than quote unquote usual right in a, in a situation and it could be a confrontation it could be a hard conversation it could be, uh, there could be a, you know, Karen in the wilds that you're around. I was just thinking of that. Like, how do you react? Yeah. yeah. So when those things yeah. happen, there's a flood of even more information. Right. So for me, I'm flooded with my own shit, mm-hmm. but I'm also flooded with yours. Yes. Okay. Right. And so if there are, as, like if it's one other person, if it's 10 other people, everyone, mm-hmm. all of it happening, I'm flooded with all of that information. Right. So the pause that looks like a diabolical mastermind is actually a, a moment of, I can't, this is too much for my system. I need to pause to take it all in. Yeah, you're, you're reading the analytics. Yes. Right. That's the only part that I think right. is different, is that there's a, I'm then going... I'm I'm taking that pause to decide my response.
1: Right. But I think through your trauma that you mentioned, like growing up feeling like the weirdo. Yes. I think you've become a pro at managing your face.
0: Masking, right? I think a lot of people can relate to that, though, yes. for whatever reason, for whatever trauma. Listen, no, please. masking
1: isn't just for like for autism and, no. and ADHD and things like no. that. No,
0: or for the super intuitive. It's it's right. anybody. I don't right. think I know, a, especially a woman who no. isn't an expert masker. Correct. Sometimes to her own detriment. faults and detriment. Right. Yes. yes. So right. it's just that. And listen, the the trauma mm-hmm. and the like skill set like the gift that i was given yep. like the good parts of learning that mm-hmm. and the trauma are so mixed together right. that i there's no point in separating them right, i just yeah. t- i just say thank you to all of it for that ability right but there's also a very there's a this is going to sound strange but bear mm-hmm. with me there's a gift in growing up very insecure yeah and i'm not trying to downplay it no. I'm saying i did yeah and i'm not trying to be like positive pollyanna mm-hmm everything's a gift everything's wonderful i'm not right but there's a hyper aware state yeah. of how everyone's going to receive mm-hmm. everything that you do right when you are for the majority of your life very insecure right so that's also here mm-hmm. so before you're like master teach me i would like you to know right that it comes from a lot of bullshit yeah it's not. That's suffering. I didn't yeah. study with monks. No. I just existed in a patriarchal You're society. You're trying to survive. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I just think that that's important because yeah, your reaction, whatever it is, whether it's an instant fly off the handle or the mm-hmm. thing that I hear a lot of people say that they don't like is an instant cry. Mm-hmm. They fi- they find that to be very vulnerable and embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's all based on a combo of all of this stuff. And the right. good news is that you don't need to go weed through what was What was trauma? What was a skill set? What was a gift? What was a curse? It doesn't matter anymore at this point. You want to weed through that shit? High five. Go for it. Right. But here it doesn't matter. No. It's just an awareness here. Yep. Okay. Your pause, your instant reaction, your whatever is based on so many things. But if I can start you on one path Mm -hmm. that I think will help you understand, it's the first thing that I look for. When I'm dealing with someone where there's some sort of confrontation, okay. especially if it's a new person, if I already know you, I already know the answer to this. <laughs> okay. I'm willing to bet you also have figured this part out. Probably. Okay. So there is a belief that your ego has mm-hmm. that is either it's, it's safer to rely on yourself for what to do, or it's safer to rely on others for what to do. Okay. 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 Mm. You and I are the self reliant. Yes. Okay. And again, there is both gift and trauma in this. There is there is both like being raised in in a way that I we want you to be independent and supported, and there's also trauma of like being raised with a like a brother who has a a very serious illness. Like so, there's all kinds of things. Like, and I'm just sharing that because like. It doesn't matter which one. It's no. just what your ego chose for safety. Right, exactly. So as as a self-reliant person, mm-hmm. I believe that it is safer for me mm-hmm. to deal with and react to based on what I think and what I feel in mm-hmm. a situation right away than to get the heck out of there and let somebody else deal with it or to ask somebody's advice or whatever. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay, you are that way too. Yep. About the other half of the population mm-hmm. – believe that they are safer if they're not the one making that decision, if they're mm-hmm. not the one that, so they got to get out of Dodge because they think like, I don't trust myself for this. I need to right. rely on others for this. Right now. These are both also spectrums.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have been on the, and so have you mm-hmm. on that side of the spectrum of relying on yourself. That's really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. <laughs> There's also a side of the spectrum of relying on others too much that's very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like somewhere close to the middle is probably the the, best. the nicest spot. Right. But the middle for me is different than the middle for you. Right. I also think that I am, just
1: as an example for the listener, that like I, I am obviously lean towards self-reliance. Yeah. But I also have issues. My own personal m- makeup, uh-huh. right, is that I have taught myself that I need to be accommodating. Wait, you? It's true. It's true. <laughs> so yes. I, sometimes I'll know what needs to be done. Yeah. And probably actually masterminding that it's happening. Yeah. But be working to let it
0: read that I'm not taking control. You keep yourself self reliant, but right. you become like the Wizard of Oz, like right. the man behind the curtain. Right. So I'm like moving the pieces and the parts. Yes. Yes. Right. So, but it, that also brings up a good point mm-hmm. in that because this is ego. Right. It isn't actually super consistent. Correct. So you could have an area of your life mm-hmm. that you don't believe this. Right. Okay. So there could be, so this an example I see. I don't mm-hmm. experience, but think that I, I wish I did a little more, but mm-hmm. I, I witness in the others. Right. Is that. People who are very self-reliant, sometimes when they're entering into doing something new, learning a new thing, (laughs) starting a new job, will, for a period of time, act as as though they need to rely on everyone else. Yes. No self-trust until they get there. Right. There's a lack of autonomy until they get to the other side of that. Until you can deem yourself the expert. I know enough now. Right. Yeah. I don't experience that. Mm -hmm. I experience... I know I don't know all of it, but Mm -hmm. I'm still going to need to run everything through my filter to decide what to do. Right. Same. So uh, neither is better or worse. It's literally just how you operate. And it's just knowing that's how you operate. Yep. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the very first thing I'm clocking in someone that I have to speak to, especially if it's some kind of like confrontation or issue is which one are you? Great point. Very easy to see. Yep very easy to see yep. because your reaction in mm-hmm. how like the the problem comes up what you do in reaction to the problem mm-hmm. tells me and actually most of the time your body language will tell me before you'll say anything vocally okay so people who are like the self-reliant people tend to lean in at a problem yep. and people who are the people who trust others tend to lean out yeah so soon like if you if someone's like Okay, I've got to tell you something big. You'll watch some people go okay, and then there's you and I, and we're like, yes. I'm going to point all my chakras at you. Tell me everything. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. That is the first thing you're going to clock. Yeah. Now, if you are a person who believes other people know better than you mm-hmm. all the time. It doesn't mean that there's anything flawed about you. No. It just means that you have less on the spectrum of autonomy in this area. Right. Okay. You can have more, but you're still, there's still nothing wrong with that belief.
1: No, and that's actually good information to have because if you want more autonomy, you now know where to look. Yes.
0: Now if you fall more on the spectrum in the way that I do Mm -hmm. and you realize you put a little too much of that autonomy on yourself, you don't actually allow others to sometimes give to the to the mix. Right. To like let them influence you. I remember my mother as a kid going, you just have to listen to what other people say and then make a decision. Right. Because I would be a little kid being like, I'm not interested in your thoughts teacher of the subject. I'm not interested in your thoughts on this right. matter. I'm you the know, expert now. I know everything. Right. Right. That's so it. it's, it's, there's a different, there's a, there's a push and pull to all sides of it. Right. I have to learn to be less that way. And some people need to learn to be more that way to feel comfortable in these situations. Right.
1: Okay. And that's going to read as controlling also. Like if, like you, if you're dealing with someone who you think is super controlling,
0: yes. it's because they feel like they have to be in charge to be safe. Yes. I believe you and I had this come up in a discussion where the ego mm-hmm. likes control, but your intuition likes power. Correct. And the, your ego misconstrues control as power all right. the time. Because the intuition reads
1: power as actually surrendering. Yeah, trusting letting go yes not surrendering like defeat no but surrendering like allowing and like this is happening this is the
0: process it's like kind of like let me realign to this reality let me realign to this truth i'm still relying on myself i'm just realigning the way i was going i'm not going to resist so hard anymore because it's not working
1: and in in this moment of confrontation it reads to me as like me being like a little bit clairaudient, audience, like just a little, like when when I think about situations like that where I'm having to allow, yes, and I'm having to have my ego let go. It's like that in Hamilton when Aaron Burr is like, "Okay, so we're doing this." Like that's what I hear in my head is like, "Okay, so yes. we're doing this." Like, yes, oh, so this confrontation is happening. I can't avoid it.
0: Yes, I'd love
1: my my flight response would would love to just. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here and avoid this and like let this Karen in the wild be wild. (laughs) But I've decided that like something has to happen.
0: Like, yeah. Okay. So we're doing this. Well, you also have a belief that you're the right person to deal with it. That like I don't trust everyone else in this room to deal with it. I trust myself to deal with it. Right. Which is flawed. Right.
1: Right. Like sometimes sometimes. I am the right guy for the job.
0: Absolutely. But like also if you and I are somewhere and there's like a robbery right. where in right. our heads, we're like, we got to fix this. Right. We, we can't wait for the police to get here. We're going to have to right. go in and I'm going to be like, damn, I wish I watched that video a little bit more about how when someone points a gun at you to be like, <laughs> if you couldn't see that, I just turned the gun around the other person. Um,
1: right. Like literally. And then, and, right. But then this is where like other things in your life come into play. Like. Do you have a strong sense of, of social justice? Do you have a strong yes. sense that like you have to advocate for people? Like that's yes. what happens with me. I'm like, yes. oh no, I, I don't want to do this, but
0: I've got to. In my head, it's like eventually everyone in this room is going to turn and look at me mm-hmm. and go, what do we do? Right. So I better have a plan. A plan. Right. Okay. And as as much as I know that's delusional, mm-hmm. it happens a lot.
1: Well, so, but for me, again, this is, like, about how you're built. Like, I'm, you're built with rejection. I'm built with abandonment. Right. Yeah. So, I'm, like, I have to have a plan in place right now. Yeah. Because if no one else takes the lead. Yeah. I can't let this bad thing happen. I can't leave this person. Yes. I can't abandon them. I have to, like, step up for them. Like, I would want someone to step up for me. So, you override that instinct to flee. Right. To, like, to not... To be like too loud to be too don't be too pushy don't be so assertive yes. Jamie like yes. that, those like people pleaser voices they get overridden yes by that sense of like doing
0: the right thing yes so that understanding that voice understanding right. that process right before you enter into those places right makes it so when you're in them <laughs> right you have a lot more of that what people are re- reading as like a pause mm-hmm. again it's yeah. it's not a quiet pause no <laughs> but it is a pause where you are you're, you're all that stuff runs through fast because you've already thought it out, right? You already know that if right. you're in a situation where it's like a, a matter of social justice or mm-hmm. standing up for somebody, mm-hmm. you're going to enter in right. and help, right? There's no way you're not. You right. already know that. So you're not fighting the battle when it's happening. You're, you're surrendering, right? Because this is an area that I already know. I have a value that, like, my values say I must enter. Exactly. I can't let this go. Yes. So this is the point. Like, the more things you have thought out mm-hmm. and know about yourself and identified in yourself, when you're in even a conversation where somebody's like, I'm mad at you because of this. Mm-hmm. Instead of feeling like you're going to turn into a puddle. Right. Because or you know. Or get
1: defensive. Or get mad. defensive
0: or cry or whatever. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, this is one of those situations. And you kind of just... Pull up that formula. Mm -hmm. I know I'm speaking very logically, but when you are very dialed into feelings and emotion and Mm -hmm. intuition, the way to keep yourself alive in this world is Mm -hmm. to use a lot of logical systems. Yes. So I think a lot of people think like, oh my God, you must just always be in logic because you love spreadsheets and formulas and Mm -hmm. things. And the funny thing is, is that by default, no, I have to create that right right so it's like the same thing if you are if you're listening to this podcast you're probably an intuitive emotional person i would say so so i'm saying if you sit and think out these formulas and you right. might not use the word formula right. you might use something else in those situations mm-hmm. it gives you the autonomy to go wait right okay even if you've already said something you regret you still <laughs> can take you can still rewire it right like you can still right. shift it you
1: also don't have to wait for their shit to hit the fan. No. Either, like If you like, you can do it alone. But if you have a friend like Heather, yeah. like <laughs> it's helpful. But like, you can look back on situations where you didn't have the pause, where you wanted the pause. And you can, if you like, look at it yep. and sort of dissect it a little bit, you can see what was at play. Yes. You can say like, oh, I said that. Why did I say that? Well, because I felt this way. Well, why did I yes. feel that way? Like. You can work that through exactly, and you can see what's what's motivating you. The trick is that your brain is so fast. Yes, that these neurons are firing in seconds. You're making these choices and saying having these reactions. Mm-hmm. So if you're not aware of them, they're yeah. happening automatically.
0: Well, that's that's a, an awesome point because if you, a lot of people when we talk about this will bring up fight, flight, freeze, mm-hmm. fawn, right. And they'll go, but I'm this. So I'm I'm stuck this. And right. what I think people have a little trouble understanding and it's also very hard to explain, is that fight, flight, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, fawn, yeah. are ego responses. Yes. So they are reactions.
1: That's a that's like a response that your system is dysregulated.
0: Yes. But but what I'm saying is I know they feel intuitive and yes. inherent to your system and in, in a right. way they are, but you're well, they're not intuition. No, no,
1: they're, they're not like an a action.
0: Fly. They're and they're also shiftable. Yes, to a point. Now, yes. listen, I'm not trying to say like all psychologists don't know what they're talking about. They do know what they're talking yeah. about. But there isn't a lot of study here on like, well, how do I shift in that response? Mm-hmm. But what when people talk about fight for example that's ours both of us when i'm in a situation and the need to like fight i can still have the fight come Come into my body but not choose it or choose it differently like to me we'll talk about this too but like my my best tactic when you need a second to pause to do whatever is to ask a question yeah Ask a question. Don't accuse. Ask a question. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what you mean by that? Right. You seem really emotionally charged. Talk to me about that. Like, Give it back to the other person for a moment and give yourself a second. It's also a great diffuser. Right. Because you're not combating. You're asking to understand the person and see them more. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, if you have someone in front of you who's upset, it's because they don't feel seen and heard.
1: Well, because they're also having... A fight, flight, freeze, a yes. response. So, yes. Like, and, but again, I just want to say to your point, like, yeah. th- those feel intuitive.
0: Yes. But, they, but
1: they're a reaction to fear. They're a reaction yes. to threat and danger. Yes. Which is all ego. Ego is, and not like the not like the cocky ego, but like the right. ego, like your body thinks it's in danger. It's trying to keep you safe. Your ego is you not a bad
0: guy, it's a good no, guy. It's yeah. trying to
1: keep you alive. Yeah. So, like, is it instinctual? Yes. Yes. But it's reacting to fear, which is not intuition.
0: That's that's the
1: difference. Yes.
0: Where like, can you control your emotions and how you feel emotionally when something comes in? No. Right. Can you control how you react with those emotions outwardly? Right. Yes. It's the same here. Can you control that your fear response has been activated? No. Right. Can you control what you do with that information in your body? Yes. With time, with experience,
1: with, with introspection. Yes, you can. You can. Yes. Can you do it 100% of the time every time? Absolutely fucking not. No. You are going to fuck no. up. You are or going to. Or something so
0: scary is going to happen yes. to you that it all flies out the window. Yes. It just, it it depends on where what you put with everything. Right. Like, I try to think, In in a, I want to go back to the fight, flight, or freeze in a second. So I'll i like circle back to this one too, but I like to think in every situation, mm-hmm. the thought and I have to pull it up. And sometimes it takes me a couple minutes to get the thought right. to my head, but I like to, to think the thought cause it's going to set me in the right state. As mm-hmm. soon as I think it, what is my best response to get through this? Mm. Okay. And then suddenly my whole being shifts into what that is right. and it takes you away from taking it personal. It's interesting you're still gonna take it personal right but you're not gonna react with the personal right okay My yeah
1: the question my my whoever posits to myself is yeah how do I want to feel after this yes and it it takes me out of this like do or die mm-hmm. living by every nanosecond yes like gotta stay alive and face the threat it's like how do I want to feel about this in like when I'm telling someone about it yes do I want to say that I like you know, flipped over a, a chair somewhere, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and, you know, with my own self, yeah, you're helping me to be like, no, it's okay to be mad. Yes. Like the wording for me is always like, like, you should have a perfect response to everything all the time. So if I show any emotion, that's bad. Right. Right. So it's like some emotion is good. Some reactiveness is good. But like, do I want to be telling the story that like I lit a Taco Bell on fire? I was so mad. <laughs> Right. I mean, I would no,
0: enjoy the story. I, but I know exactly what you mean. Like it's like taking the reason a right. jokes aside. You don't want to be flipping the chair because right. which person is more powerful? The person angry flipping a chair or right. the person looking at you? Their breathings come and they're going. I'm angry. Right. Exactly. You tell me which one is right. fucking I'm, scarier. Right. I'm so upset with you right now. How? Like I'm, right. you're in control right. of your reaction right. to your own emotions, and that is a incredibly powerful person. Right. And it's why it's intimidating. It's why it's easier to then navigate when you put yourself in that state, even if you have to fake it a little bit at first, but it's the anger itself is not a bad guy. It's the controlled response that you're looking for so that you get yourself to answer that question of how do I want to feel after this? Like probably like satisfied and peaceful. Right. Right. I want to get to peace. Yeah. My, my thing that I'm always managing is I'm going to some part of my ego is going to want to be right. Yeah, same. And so does the other person. Same. And I'm never going to be right. And it's never, it's never going to give me any peace. It's right. not helpful to be right ever. Yeah. So uh, there's always that little reminder. As soon as I start hearing something come out of my mouth that is to get the other person to admit I'm right, mm. I go, uh,
1: No. It's nice to be right, though.
0: It's lovely. <laughs> but here's the thing. I already am. But if I'm entering into a battle with right. you about which one of us is right, right. we're both leaving piss. Definitely. <laughs> and neither of us think the other person's right. right. Nobody wins. It's a battle you're going to lose a hundred percent of the time. Yep. And when you go to answer that question, like how do I want to feel at the end? If you were in a right wrong battle, you're going to feel like shit no right. matter how it goes. Even if I, I give you a crushing blow of defeat because I can, you know. I can go right. back and forth with someone, no right. problem. Let's debate this. I'll win. Mm-hmm. I'm skilled. I'd feel like shit at the end if I was trying to be right. Exactly. It doesn't give me anything. Exactly. So it's it's these kinds of pieces of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you are a fight person mm-hmm. like myself, like you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: again, these are also spectrums, everybody. Yeah. So Yeah. Your reaction, you might be like, I think I'm a fight, but I react a little bit differently. Normal. Fine. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you are a fight person, your moment, your breath, your creation of pause Mm -hmm. is to use the information that you have to get, formulate your response. Right. Okay. Because your response is fight. Right. Okay. (laughs) I know you're not fighting, but you're solving, dealing with, Mm -hmm. getting all the information understanding what's going on are all fight responses yes don't hear fight like throwing a punch correct or entering into like a debate like it's that's literally it's just fight. like addressing addressing is right. a better word right yes i don't think it sounds as good like right. address flight freeze but right. fight is that fight, right It's facing something yes right so the pause is created to strategize yep the response mm-hmm if you are freeze, mm-hmm. you're going to pause automatically, but the first pause is not going to help you. Right. You're not formulating here. You just need your system to kind of reboot right. for a moment. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to buy yourself even a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Totally fine. Do it. Ask a question. That's yeah for everybody. Right. Okay. If you're a flight, mm-hmm. every part of your body is going to try to get you the hell out of there. Yep. And what I see happen with flight people a lot is that they give in immediately, Mm -hmm. compromise their own integrity, their own feelings. They never, they, they leave in that question that you have, like, how do I want to feel after is for them? It's the worst, but they prioritize getting out of there so much Mm -hmm. that they will just give in and compromise themselves.
1: I used to be a big flight person and I would forever be like, why did I just agree to that? And I would be so mad at myself and furious so mad and yes. I'd be like because I had to I realized it's because I couldn't be in that conversation I couldn't say no I didn't feel powerful enough to say no yeah and the safest option for
0: you felt like getting out out not right. just in this conversation yeah I'll deal with the rest later yes right that is very important information to know about right. yourself exactly okay? so here's the thing if you are a flight response person mm-hmm. Just stay for a second, Mm -hmm. okay? Do your pause, whatever. But then get out. You don't have to deal with every issue and every confrontation and every problem in every single moment. You don't have to solve every aspect. No. If someone comes up to you, I'm just going to use this example because it's the thing that, like, if somebody... If you're like, what could someone say to you that would make your whole body enter into a clench? It's, I'm so mad at you. Or, you hurt my feelings. To me, I'm just like, you hurt my feelings. This would be... Tough. Yeah. everything yeah. else I screwed up fine but, right. but like oh my god I hurt your feelings are you mad at me right what have I where have I gone wrong right like that's the clenchiest moment for me <laughs> okay so if, if if that happens to you if that's mm-hmm. the example and someone says that to you and you go I hear you it's really important to me that we discuss this Yep. I, I don't feel like I can do it right now right but it's very important can we talk tonight on the phone? Yeah. Perfectly fine. Right. Okay. Now you can't control the other person's response. I don't know how they're going to do with that information, yep. but I'm going to tell you right now, if you're me or you're Jamie, who's fighting first of all, it's going to drive us fucking crazy because we wanted, we're telling fix you it. because we want to fix it. Right. Okay. But if that's your response mm-hmm. or maybe you can hear it for a minute and then you can't hear it anymore because right. you're losing your ability to feel like you can sit there safely. Right exit. Yep. Just return. Schedule the return.
1: You know what's another factor here that I think we need to address is like a, it's a social factor, a societal factor in the fact that no one is taught how to speak the way you were just speaking. Right. Like growing up. Right. Maybe now, maybe now with like the sort of the the rise of gentle parenting, I think like yeah. But anyone our age. Our age No. little younger than us like mid-millennials and older yeah we never had modeling of conversations like no this is really important to me yeah but I need a minute can I come back it's like I need to go gather myself right I need to
0: talk about this another time
1: and I think maybe a way to frame it is that like there's some overlap in that kind of speak with like corporate speak right like let's put a pin in this (laughs) Yeah. Don't say that if someone's arguing with you. But the idea of that, like, like being able to just not react. Yes. But actually see it as a conversation. We're taught that like confrontation is a fight. We're not taught that it's a conversation.
0: Well, you, this is a sentence I say all the time, and I feel like I sound like an annoying white man when I say it, but it is true. Mm. It's that, like, literally every single human interaction is a negotiation. Yes. Okay? Literally. Right. Every right. single one is a negotiation of everything. Right. And we're not taught how to negotiate, which no. is what you are saying. No. It's, like the, it's that, like,
1: parent, it's that, like, superior-inferiority dynamic. Like, as a parent, like, we weren't taught, we can't speak, we can't talk back. Right. We have to take the punishment. We have to take the, the discipline. Yes. So we don't know how to like, yes. have, so then we grow up to be adults who don't know. Like when I hear you saying that, like I know there are people right listening to this yeah. conversation and this podcast and thinking like, I don't know how to fucking talk like that. Like right. five years ago, I would have been like, yeah, uh, okay, great. Like I can't, like when yeah. I'm feeling that emotional, that upset, I can't talk like that. Yes. But that's because no one ever taught us
0: that. Exactly. And you have taught yourself that. Yes. I have taught myself that because humans never made sense to me. Right. I could read the language. I did. I could read energy. Right. And the energy of the person was never matching what somebody was saying. Right. And so when that would happen, it would confuse me as a kid all the time. Right. And so I'm saying this because I think a lot of people will relate. You either decided in that moment Mm -hmm. that you're never going to understand people and you kind of opted out. Right. Hi, I see you. We're the same, just different sides of the same coin. Right. Or you were like, well, I have got to freaking navigate this. Right. So I have to develop this ability. I have to figure this out. So I have to figure out what the language should be because I'm not hearing anyone doing it. Right. And it was trial and error. Listen, you're going to go into these situations and you're not going to nail it. Or you're going to say the perfect sentence and the person's not going to take it well.
1: No, because they're so dysregulated that it doesn't matter what you say. But
0: even as the fight person who wants to talk Mm -hmm. about it now, Mm -hmm. if you told me this is important to me, Mm -hmm. I just am not in a state that I can talk about it right now, I will respect that.
1: No, I would be
0: super frustrated and then I would take a breath and go, fine. But I also know that you're not going to just give in. Right. You're not going to just yell at me. Mm -hmm. That you're excusing yourself. I know, even though I am frustrated. Mm -hmm. I know you're doing that for me as much as it is for you. Right. So, okay. Because it's going to go better. Right. I'm going to be annoyed about it. But that's okay. I'm allowed to be annoyed. And you're allowed to be annoyed that I'm talking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, but Mm -hmm. if you don't know this about yourself, think about in your, in your, work in your relationships in your friendships if you don't know i mean we've talked about this before but like i'm the kind of person that if i love you if Mm -hmm. you're somebody who matters to me i'm going to tell you if you did something that upset me yes because that's what you do for people you love because i want to fix it right because i i trust you yeah if I don't know you or don't care about you or don't care, happen to like you and you do it, I'm not bothering. Right. Because I am not—I don't care about fixing it. I don't care about our connection. It matters it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. But some people read that as confrontation and criticism and picking apart, and yeah. which is understandable. But you have to know this about other people and right. you have to read this in other people. Agreed. Okay. We got to take a quick break. Okay. And come back and talk some more. Yeah. Hey y'all, it's
1: Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you.
0: With podcast listening,
1: a uh, great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop.
0: Yep, beans roasted in house, amazing baristas. You know where I'm talking about. Restoration Coffee. Can we go? Yes, I need an Americano and maybe a panini too. Ooh, I need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl. Ooh, yeah, check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com.
1: Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. Okay, this week mm-hmm.
0: was supposed to be last week's. Oh, <laughs> because we interrupted our previously interrupted myself obsessed segment for a Stonehenge comment. For your Stonehenge, yeah. 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 But what I was
1: going to say then, which, so like if you're listening in chronological order, like yeah. in real time, it'll make more sense. Sorry if you're not. Yeah, you Again, can if you're it listening out. in 20 25. 2050. Welcome. (laughs) But I'm obsessed. Yeah. With myself. (laughs) I'm obsessed with yourself too. Okay. What I was going to say last week was that we had a revisit episode. Two weeks ago we had a revisit. Yes. Right? Which is like when we replay something. Yes. And it was my fault that we had the revisit.
0: (laughs) Yes. I mean, your fault
1: isn't the right way to frame it. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Is it like... We were supposed to record. Yes. And we didn't. Right. Because I actually had the courage to be like, I can't record this week.
0: You spoke up for yourself. You were like,
1: <laughs> I don't feel well. I feel awful. I yes. can't do it. Like I basically like had like used a sick day you- for
0: the podcast. <laughs> yes. But you were like, I'm so sorry. I was sorry. like, I'm really sorry. Yeah, and you right. were like,
1: what? And I did need like a little prodding from Billy. Like, Billy was like my husband. He Good job, like, Billy. He looked at me and was like, he, I was like, I'm leaving. I dropped the kids off at school. I came back home. Yeah. I had such a bad headache. I like stopped to get coffee yeah. at home. You tried to eat. To feel I tried better. to eat. And, yeah. like, and he looked at me. I was like, all right, I'm leaving. I'm going to Heather's. And he was like, there's the blue jay.
0: I should probably close the window. I'll do it after the episode. They can, but, they'll hear it. They'll hear. That's my blue jay friend. But okay. yes, it's Jamie my gets it's signs from her, her mom and spirit through blue jays. And if you just heard that on the podcast, oh, I was just that was her mom like, taking, being real supportive of a this. Yeah. Woo. Um, <laughs> but he looked at
1: me and was like, "You can't go to Heather's, like, right? What?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, no, I gotta go. Why? Like, I gotta do this." And he was like, "Yeah, all right." And I was like. I probably shouldn't
0: go. No. Of course not. (laughs) I literally went to bed for like hours. But I think, first of all, I I think everyone listening will understand what a feat that is. Because I think a lot of people have trouble with that. Right. But me knowing you, I know how hard that was for you. Because you don't ever want to let anybody down. No. You'd be like, I'm sorry, I just got shot four times. Right. I'm bleeding out, but I could probably do like a 50 to, you know, 65 minute podcast before I'm dead. So I'll be there.
1: And it wasn't even the listeners, no offense, that I felt, it was you. It I was me. Was like, I was like, right. oh, I know Heather really wants to record. Like, right. We were just getting back at Did you it. picture
0: me like laying on the floor weeping because no. you weren't going
1: <laughs> to come? <laughs> no. We, I pictured your like copious notes sitting somewhere like all alone. <laughs> I'm like, well, wait till next week.
0: <laughs> the thing that I think first of all is really nice is that you trusted me enough to to tell me right that you weren't feeling well and you needed and right. I believe that I Marco polo you and I was like duh no you texted me and you were like that's totally fine yes. take care of yourself and yeah. then you Marco Polo'd me and yeah. like
1: I want you to see my face yes. I want you to see that I'm really not mad don't it's care. not just the words on the screen like I'm it's no. really
0: fine like go to bed Yes, of yes. course. I would have been more agitated with you if you had dragged yourself right. here feeling unwell to record because you didn't want me to feel unaccommodated. Right. And that's
1: what I was going to say is get yourself some friends who like, like I knew that you would be mad. Like
0: I knew you'd yes. be like, what the hell are you doing yes. here? I'd be like, you dummy. You right. don't feel well. Right. Like We go can home. record next week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I just, if I can do it, you well, can it's, do it. Well, it's hard, but like. <laughs> It's also good to be able to listen to yourself because think about, so say you did come. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How would you have felt about the podcast at the end? Well, right. I would have been like, I didn't do it. I I, I wasn't like present enough. I didn't do a good enough job. Right. And like you would have, I know you, you would have done a good enough job, but you wouldn't have felt good about it. So it's it's sort of also like saying like, I care enough about this to need, I want to show up at a hundred. Right. So I can't show up at a hundred. Exactly. That little part's great. But then on top of it, especially as a woman to be mm-hmm. like, I think what I need to do is take care of myself yeah. instead of the thing I told you I would do. Right. So I'm exactly. going to have to break that little contract we have of meeting at nine thirty to record right. today. Like right. that's really tough. And that's hard for I me. Mean, a lot of people
1: listening, I'm sure feel the same way that like, it's hard to say no. And you know, when we talk about doing the work, yeah. It's not. It's little little things. I mean, they yes. feel big. That felt big in the moment. Well, but because like, it is a big thing. But yes, it, in the grand scheme of things, like it's little things like that. Like yeah. being able to say, "Yes, I got to call out today. I, I can't gotta use do a sick it. day. Yeah. I can't, you know, whatever yeah. your job is." But like saying I mean, that,
0: I hope it's okay for me to share this part. But mm-hmm. like, Jamie also one time had her appendix explode in her body. And drove her kids to school before bringing herself to the emergency room. <laughs> I'm like, your point is what? Yeah. You're like,
1: and yeah. So I, like, I didn't know that it had exploded, but I thought I was like, I think my appendix may have just like burst. Yeah. queen <laughs> of the deadpan reaction to a big, huge issue. Queen of it. So I was yes. like, this feels, this doesn't feel right. And I was like. I just text Billy. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to drop the kids off. I'm just going to go to the hospital. And he's like, what? But
0: didn't you also so, go home and like shower?
1: No, I took myself like, a, like oh, okay. the hospital okay, was okay. near like the preschool. So I was like,
0: uh, I'll just like, let's put that on the yeah. on the map. But you also drove the kids without them knowing there was anything wrong. So no, you didn't correct. want to scare them. So right. you like masked the whole way. Like it's just so, <laughs> but I pointed out because like, I feel like so many women do, do stuff that. like That's this. That's like
1: how we're taught
0: that. Yeah. We have to behave. So when you're like, actually I can't bring you to school today because my appendix is exploding in my body. I'm gonna need a ride to the hospital and for someone to take care of my kids. Right. It's like it feels safer sometimes to be like, I'll just be kind of dying. Right. And that's safer than letting somebody down. Right. So taking the sick day is actually like from that, it's stronger. From that yeah. is, is a big accomplishment. It is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was quite a few years in between. So don't get mad at yourself if you haven't got there yet. Correct. But right. you did it, and I think it's a big yeah, deal. absolutely. So, like, it's okay to let someone down. And if right. it's someone who cares about you, they're actually not let down. No, They're just like, okay. Like, literally, all I had to do was adjust my schedule slightly. Right. That was the the big inconvenience that you imagined for me. My notes did sit by themselves, but then they were used the next week. So it was totally fine. (laughs) All right. I want to talk about perspective for a minute. Can I add one thing in? Oh, of
1: course. I think I should have said it before the break. Okay. But I was looking for a place to add it in. But yeah. one thing I've learned, because yes. you said in the beginning, and I, and I know one of the people who brought this to your attention, yes. was concerned that they're a crier. Yes. Like when you get upset yes. and you instantly want to cry, but if yes. you're like, I'm, I'm really mad, I'm not yeah. sad, I'm not like a baby. And you feel like embarrassed because it doesn't look tough or something. So first of all, like that's a whole issue that we have to deal with. Like with, like with Emotions are Okay.
0: Yes. It's they're okay to show emotion.
1: strong. It's okay to show your emotions, but also what yeah. I've learned lately yeah. is that when you start to cry like that, yeah, you're actually going nonverbal.
0: Oh. So
1: it's a sign, like so if like if you're autistic or have ADHD or some other sort of like neurodiversity, right? Yeah. But this is for anybody. Yeah. It's a sign that your nervous system needs a break. Yes. It's it's turning off. Like yes. how some people dissociate, some people, that's a, a way of going nonverbal also. Yes. Or like some people will like start, like if they get upset and they scroll, like doing scroll, sometimes that's a sign of going nonverbal. Yeah, but it's, also a, it's a flight
0: in a way. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's
1: like a crying. So yes. you have to also understand that like if you're having that crying response, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're like this, you're so weak emotionally. Oh, it mean means up. that your system is saying like, we need a break. Yes. Stop. Stop.
0: I mean, all's crying is is your body going like, we need to remove some of this emotion. We're like we're overwhelmed with emotion. Right. We need to release some of it. Right. So if you are getting that signal in those right. moments, this is where you need to say, if you can, like right. by yourself sometimes, this is important to me, but I'm going to need it for this. I just need to collect myself. Go cry. Right. Good for you. Right. But it's not a sign
1: of weakness. It's a sign that your body is literally not not talking. Yes. And not processing. Yes. And we need to, a moment for that. And it's okay. Right. It is not, like you said, it's not a sign of weakness. And also, I'm the type of person that, like, I, I run my shit through such a harsh filter. Wait. What? Right. Oh, shocker. <laughs> but, like, I would read that as, like, you're being mm-hmm. such a baby. like Right. Like, you're but, being weak is but what you're reading. what you would say to me is, like... No, actually, you just took charge of that moment. Yeah, you just like you stopped the moment. Yeah, you you took a,
0: a beat. Yeah, and now you're coming back. Like you actually just took charge of it. Well, it's the same as going. I have. I don't feel well. I can't do the thing today. Right. That's a strong. Right. That's that's autonomy. Right. I, that doesn't work right. for me. That's a boundary. And then you're you're just doing that in real time with, with your emotions. Right. With I just what put you myself need. in
1: charge of this situation. Yes. I'm calling like a pause.
0: Yes, and if you're doing that, so you can come back and be more present, or right. more like in control, or more whatever in that moment, then right. you're helping both people. Exactly. So it's not an act of selfishness either. Right. Right. right so proceed. I just want. No, I, I don't think people point. realize
1: that about crying.
0: Excellent point. Also, if you go and get like energy work, and you start crying or laughing. It's the same thing your Correct. system's just going like we need to release some of this. this is all pent up right yeah yep I'm somebody who wishes they could cry easier like if you show me a commercial that's or a TV show that something happy is happening I' mm-hmm. weep like a baby. Mm-hmm. somebody does something really well they perform and it impresses people. Mm-hmm. I'm weeping yeah. But if you're like, here's the saddest fucking thing you've ever heard, it's like right. dry as a goddamn Oh. So yeah. what I what yeah. I also want people to know that if, right. if you think those responses are weird too, right. they're not. No, they're not. They're all right. based on your own experiences, what feels safe, how you're how you dealing with things. emotion. Yeah. Yes. All of it. Yep. Yeah. Cry later. Cry then. Cry whenever the fuck you want. Exactly. Scream. Laugh. Yep. Yeah. I mean, maybe don't laugh maniacally when someone tells you that they're mad at you. Maybe excuse yourself <laughs> before you do that. But, yeah, right. don't do society won't be careful. not joke care or laugh, right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. So I call this the perspective belief. Yeah. I don't know what other people call it. I'm sure psychologists have studied this before and mm-hmm. have different terminology for it. I'm just going to share mine based on being a weirdo who always analyzes everything that okay. people are doing. Okay. There is a level of belief that people have, again, a spectrum, Mm -hmm. about perspective. Okay. Okay. So there are a lot of people who are dialed in the way that they think everyone should have the same perspective as them, or they assume Mm -hmm. that everyone has the same perspective as them all the time. Okay. And there are other people like me who assume that no one's ever going to have the same perspective as them
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so the people who are like me tend Mm -hmm. to be a little bit more analytical because we're assuming your perspective on anything happening is different than our own okay so i'm going to think more about yours okay but the other side of the coin is people who think everyone's perspective is the same okay so my biggest example of this is when people say i i I don't like that movie because when I read the book, I thought it should be like this. Oh, because you're assuming that the movie being made should reflect your perspective of the book you (laughs) imagined and created in your head. Like the scenarios as you read words, right? When you were hallucinating, looking at a dead tree. (laughs) Yes. You were imagining something. Right. And then you see a movie, which all the movie is, is someone's perspective of a book. Right. Okay, and you're upset because it doesn't match yours.
1: Yeah.
0: That baffled me as a kid. Okay. Okay, so do you remember the book Indian in the Cupboard? Yes. I loved that book as a kid. I don't know how old I was. Maybe like, what are you, 10 or 11 when you read that book maybe? I love that book too. Okay, so we read this book in school and then we watched the movie. This Mm. is not a big budget movie. This is like a- No, right, 80s. After school special 80s version of the movie. Mm -hmm. And I was very excited to see the movie yep. because I wanted to see how everyone else was imagining this oh.
1: book. See, I would have I would have been disappointed.
0: Okay. And so then we go and watch it in, in class after reading it. Yeah. And people are getting upset. They're getting outraged. Yeah. That was different. That's not how I saw that character. But right. the book said so this.
1: Their hair's blonde, not brown. And
0: I'm like whoa, I get to see someone else's perspective. This is blowing my mind. This is what I love about a movie right. is that I'm watching someone else's perspective. Like, even like Hamilton. I love Hamilton. This is someone else's perspective on this moment in history and these right. people. Yep. Oh my God. I Because it has tripped me out since a child. You know mm-hmm. that I have like the brain of a philosopher in here. Right. A very autistic philosopher. Oh well, yeah. Okay. And it, I'm always going like, the weirdest thing about being human is that we'll never see anything from anyone else's the perspective. Same. Right. Yeah. Right. No yeah. matter what, we could, we could be conjoined twins mm-hmm. and have the same upbringing and we'll, we won't have the same perspective. Right. We'll still see everything different. And that to me is wild. I think about yeah. it in the middle of the night. I, I do. do. I like I literally do. And like, yeah. I'll write a note about it and mm-hmm. then I'll wake up in the morning. and I'm like, I don't know what that means, but right. I had some great thought about God perspective about in the right. middle of the night. So I'm watching it going like, yes, so cool to watch someone else's perspective, right. but I'm seeing other people are mad because they had the assumption that everyone's perspective should be the same as theirs. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. So where you are there, mm-hmm. if you feel that way, like mm-hmm. everyone should have my perspective and beliefs, right? then you're going to struggle in conversations to get to a place of peace with another person. Yeah. Because you're going to think they know what you know. They feel how you feel. They see everything the same way as you. But it is actually completely impossible for them to do that. Right.
1: Interesting. I think I'm in the middle. In the middle somewhere? I I think for the most part, my empathy will
0: always push me to try to figure out why someone's feeling something. As soon as you ask that question, you're starting to shift your own perspective. Right. Like To question what theirs is. Yeah, like that
1: annoys my kids when I'm like, well, they probably thought this. And they're like... No, I want you to be mad at them for me. Well, and because I'm like, oh, I'll gladly be mad at them. Yes, for you. but I want you to understand
0: why people, why you're having experiences with people, because you know that that information is valuable to right. getting the outcome you want. Is to understand the right. other person's perspective. If I can figure out right. your perspective, at least a glimpse of it, yep. I am going to win whatever is yep. happening. I'm going to get my right. outcome as soon as I figure out yours. Especially if you haven't figured out mine. Right. I'm getting what I want. Right. But, but you I do that through empathy. Through the, the lens under, of
1: empathy, yeah, because you don't, you can't see someone else's perspective if you can't empathize with them. Exactly. The only exactly. place that that differs for me is shocking when it comes to like social justice issues, right? Where there's like there's for me there are some subjects where there's no black and white. Like you can't see another perspective. No. Like you can't say like you I I can't empathize with the Nazi. Right. Like, so you're wrong.
0: But there's also, right. I, no, I hear you know that. I, but you know there's I mean, also but... a difference between empathizing with somebody and going, you've been raised and see the right. world differently than me. Right. And if, let's say you had to negotiate something with a Nazi. Right. If you were trying to speak to them in ways that were going to affect, this would make me change my belief. This is how I see it. Yeah. They're never going to concede anything to you.
1: Well, I'm just calling you. And I'm, okay. I'm going to get arrested. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to catch a charge and then I'll come negotiate from there. But if
0: I, I don't have to agree with a single thing that you say or believe, but if I need to get something from you, I need to understand your perspective. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. I need to understand what you're afraid of and what you desire. And as soon as I do that, I understand a lot more about you. Right. But if you are someone who gets really mad at adaptations of books, Correct. Because it's not how you the saw thing. it. Right, You might just want to take a minute to be like, let me think about perspective. Yes. Because it isn't that you're doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just that life is going to be a lot less frustrating for you if you, you start to see the world as everyone's perspectives are different. Yeah. Everything's going to feel like an offense. Yes. Right. Exactly. Now, along those same lines, you have to remember that your ego has an extreme sense of confirmation bias true it's a great point okay it really does (laughs) and it works to confirm good and bad
1: that's literally it's like its job yes it's looking for like
0: confirmation of its fears it's the part of you that stereotypes people. Right. It doesn't necessarily do it to be an asshole. I mean, it's an asshole move to then react based on those stereotypes. Yes. I'm not excusing And believe it. them. Exactly. Right. But not to have them. That's mm. what your ego does. Right. Based on the information right. it has.
1: Your, your ego, all, like my, my ego is forever showing me where people are going to leave me.
0: Yes, it's confirming like, that they oh, are. Look, they're,
1: oh, look, this person's leaving.
0: I mean, so much so that you'll take something that is, like, someone retiring. I was just going to say that. <laughs> like, you're like, of course, it they're hurts my me. feelings. Because your ego wants to right. confirm
1: that bias yes. all the time. Like, look, people leave. Like, you can't have people forever.
0: Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so it also does this with your perspective. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. If I am speaking to... Somebody in a conversation Mm -hmm. and I'm making assumptions about them based on, let's say I'm speaking to a white man, a middle-aged white man, and I start making assumptions Mm -hmm. that this man is a misogynist and blah, 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 blah. My ego wants to confirm that. So I'll make you one if I'm not careful. Correct. Right. Because that's safer if you fit into the category of how I see the world. Yeah. Okay. And And it's easier to manage everything. No, I'm not doing that, just so you know. Well. I I, I mean, I probably wonder it, but I'm not going like, let me confirm this. Yes. You know?
1: Yeah, no, I'm not looking. We're not looking to, like, judge, jury, execution, No. But, like, it's on my radar.
0: But you could also do it in a way where it's somebody who you think should know something. Yeah. So you believe them and you trust them. And that Mm -hmm. was a mistake because your confirmation bias told you that you should for whatever reason. Right. So when you're in those situations too, your ego is going to bring up your deepest insecurity. So if somebody comes to me and says, I'm mad at you. You hurt my feelings. My ego is going to use its confirmation bias to be like, it's because you're a weirdo Heather and everyone (laughs) is going to eventually see that you're too strange and too much for everybody. And anything that they say sounds like that. It doesn't matter. It's like you actually like literally stepped on my toe really hard and I'm like, I'm still hearing
1: it that way. But that's how confrontations... Get out of hand. Yes, it's because if you're not aware Uh that those things are being like drudged up from like the darkest depths of your soul, yeah, your ego is looking to like protect you all the time. Mm -hmm. Then something like, like a quote unquote simple miscommunication, uh huh, can become like an assault to your character.
0: Yes, someone could be saying something so like this thing that you did when Mm -hmm. you said this thing it hurt my feelings mm-hmm. and I know that my intention is hard okay not never hardly ever mm-hmm. I'm human to hurt anyone's feelings right I too empathic mm-hmm. to even once it if it happens as soon as that happens I'm full you of regret it, but like right. whatever I'm, yep. I am human but yep. like it's really rare yep. that my intention is to hurt someone's feelings right I mean I'm much more what's the Taylor Swift line in mastermind that I love so much where she's like no one would play with me as a little kid. Oh, so I yeah. like became always stayed like a step ahead. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. like so like make it look effortless. Yes. Like I'm actually trying to get you to accept me the whole right. time I'm yes. doing anything. Yes, effortless. So That's it's perfect. never going to be like right. I'm not. I'm not doing anything that could cause right. rejection. At least on like a right instinctual level. Right. right. So if that happens, and so, someone's saying this thing that you said offended me mm-hmm. and it hurt my feelings. I'm going to – my first thing that my ego is going to bring up is be like, see, it's because you're too much and you're too weird. Right. And you don't – you didn't manage yourself. Right. And look what happened. We knew it. We knew it. We told you. You should just stay away from everybody. And they're not saying that. No, but that's why people get so triggered. Exactly. In situations
1: like that because you're not – you're triggering someone's like deepest wound yes and if you're not even aware of what your wound is yes then you're so easily triggered by other people
0: because you can't manage that and your confirmation bias right. is confirming right your insecurities to you right where you know that about yourself and yes. you can go
1: whoa heather like yes no no one's rejecting me yes like i'm okay you're all right we're just having a conversation yes but if
0: you don't know that about yourself no that you're, you're just, just operating the there handle. Oh, you're operating from all this raw shit all the time. Mm-hmm. I I know because I, I remember being that yes, way. Exactly. We all have been. Yes. And it's not that you're better or worse. It's just that it feels like shit all the time yeah. there. It's and exhausting. if you can, if you can like shift it, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Right. The thing is also that like, we've been talking about this recently, like you have to remember that multiple things can be true at the same time. So I'm not sure. in that moment where maybe it looks like I'm not being triggered. Mm-hmm. I can be being triggered by my yeah. rejection, whatever. Right. Those voices are still talking. It's still happening. I'm right. just going, oh, you're here. Interesting. Oh, Go right. right there. Right. Right. I got you. And then refocusing. And we're focusing here. It's happening, right. but I'm not, I don't believe it. It's just, right. a, it's just a piece of information I've been presented. Right. It's no longer the truth. Yep. That's the change. That's where you have to remember the confirmation bias. Exactly. Now, if you are someone who is Mm self-reliant, you believe it's safer to rely on yourself and and be the most autonomous person in every situation that's ever existed. Right. Then you also have to know about yourself that you are going to take all this information and need a truth now. Mm. Okay. Yep. That's where you're going to go, like, there's all this stuff going on. I'm just going to have it all be here, and I'm going to mm-hmm. react the best I can, and then I'm going to go back, and I'm going to think about it. Yeah. Okay? If you are someone who thinks that they're not, like, everyone else is better off, they know better than me, mm-hmm. then in that situation, you're going to discount everything. Yeah. You're going to say, all the things I'm feeling are wrong. Yeah. They're not, but that can exist while you experience the thing. Just go, oh, it's happening. Right. Okay. I see it. I'll get to you. I'll get to you later. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's the knowledge. Like my point is that you're not overcoming it. You're just shifting it from a truth to a piece of information you're being presented. Right. And you're not letting it take the lead. Yes. It's like some people will tell me like, I can't, I can't be on TikTok because I hear a video and if it's not how I believe I get like mad. And I'm like, oh, that's, you're just living in this real raw emotional state, probably because of trauma. But like, do you know what I mean? Where you're not then doing the thing where you do something with the information, right? You move it through your system in a different way. You're getting mad at little people in a screen that you don't know, and it's ruining your day.
1: Mm -hmm. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. All right. Right. The other thing that I think we need to talk about in this are the triggers, Mm -hmm. In this concept that I tell people about that they hate so much, but then once they get it, it's helpful. So So, uh, you're going to hate it, listener, (laughs) but it's going to help you. I've probably already hated it in the past. You hate this so much, but you also love it so much. So (laughs) Okay. If you are being triggered by somebody Mm -hmm. just existing near you or somebody just this person in your life and they just make you more mad or more upset or more frustrated than everyone else. Yeah. There's a reason for that that you're going to hate. Yes. And it's the fact that there's something. It's the mirror concept. There's something about them that they're reflecting back at you that hits you in an insecurity. Yeah. It's an insecurity you have about yourself. Yeah. The old shadow work. The old shadow work. Right. God damn it. Yeah. Okay. So if it's helpful to know what your triggers are. Yep. Okay. And it's helpful to be able to go, is this trigger? Because right. new ones can pop up at any time. Definitely. It's real annoying. Definitely. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I'm good with that trigger. And then all of a sudden you're yeah. like, excuse you. Yeah. Did you just say this? And suddenly that's apparently offensive to me. Like it right. can happen in real time. Yeah. But it's those things. Like there's someone in my life that I've created a lot of boundaries around. So they're not in my life much anymore. Right. But yeah. them literally just speaking would start to make me so mad. And I realized that one of the things that they did a lot was fish for compliments. Oh. And I used to do that. The reason that I used to fish for compliments is because I was trying to figure out everyone's perspective on me all the time. I actually don't. You know me. I don't actually like to be complimented. You don't like, like a compliment. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I felt like if I could say something and then, like, this is me as, like, a teenager. Oh, okay? okay. If I could float something out to you mm-hmm. about myself mm-hmm. and then go like this, I could figure out if you thought it or not. Interesting. I didn't actually care if you did or you didn't. I just wanted to figure it out. Because you couldn't just say, like, hey, what do you think about me? Or what do you think about this? Yes. Mm, okay. do, you, do you think that boys think I'm attractive? I'm not going to ask that question. I'm going to tell you a either real or made-up story of boys thinking I'm so attractive. And then based on your reaction, see if you think that happened or not. What could go wrong, wrong with that plan? What could go, what could go wrong,
1: wrong? wrong? Oh, my it's God. It's a terrible plan. It is a terrible – sorry, little Heather, but that's
0: a terrible but plan. Little Heather <laughs> had fewer tools, <laughs> so she was like, let's bounce this shit off of her right right. Yep. I mean, there were times where, I, like, I would just <laughs> take a truth – because lying always makes me feel like I'm going to vomit. Okay. Unless it's for, like – to protect somebody yep. if it's to like tell a fib that makes me feel bad so mm-hmm. I would I would take a truth and like adjust it yeah or like highlight or make something bigger and to me oh I just hit the mic to me that didn't seem as lie-ish that's just... <laughs> no I would float that out <laughs> to see how it went over yeah. sort of like a comedian practicing its routine on a room like how's yes. this gonna go over right. it? people say this, this is funny right. that's what I was doing all the... yeah how's this land with this room right. right right and then I was figuring it out okay yeah so every time I know you're picturing like
1: little me doing this. Well, and because I'm also picturing what the other person is thinking and they're running it through their systems of like, what's Heather trying to say that she's prettier than I am? Like, yes,
0: they're taking like it their way. But you didn't
1: know that then. Oh, so no. it's like, it's this comedy of errors. Of yeah, because
0: mess. I'm watching them get mad at me.
1: Right. And you're not realizing why. And
0: I'm going like, okay, so nobody thinks I'm talking pretty. about me doing anything good. Right. It makes everybody bad and nobody thinks I'm pretty, and bringing it up is like. But it's really none of that. It's all just based on how that made them feel. Exactly. Yes, but like 12, 13 year old, 14 year old me. (sighs) Didn't know. Was just doing social experiments to collect data and didn't realize what was happening. Somehow, no. I was not diagnosed as autistic back then. But you can all see it now. I know because yeah. you keep telling me on right. social we know. media. We, know. we got it. <laughs> um <laughs> So when this person was fishing for compliments, right, it was triggering that little girl yes. and this shame because shame is always going to be the thing at the end of the road. Mm-hmm. You're going to go. Why do I keep? Getting triggered here. Shame. Shame's the answer. I yep. mean, look for the rest of the story, but it's always right. shame. Yep. Right. Yes. <laughs> that also triggers guilt. Yes. Welcome to the party. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, she feels shame. Right. Like, I still feel ashamed of doing that. Right. So when she's doing it, yes. it's making this unhealed thing that I used to do right. hurt. And now I've healed it enough that I just told everyone on the podcast I right. did it. Cause it doesn't, it's just I get it. I understand right. why she was doing that. Right. So like now when that same person does the compliment right. fishing, it doesn't bother me as much. Correct. So you have to like watch for that stuff.
1: And if you want another quick example, which I think applies to a lot of people our age, mm-hmm. is that for me a trigger was when my kids would get upset. Yes. And I would and I used to be like, I'm not, I don't really care that they're upset. And then I realized that it was because I was never allowed to be upset as a kid. Yes. I always had to be like a good girl. I had to like, pre- like I had to perform.
0: I wasn't allowed right. to be able to do that. And you right. are, and right. it's triggering me right. because that I haven't healed and forgiven all everything right. around Because I'd be like, why do you care? Like you want your kids to be
1: emotionally competent. You're forever teaching them about that. So yeah. why is, why are you getting so triggered by this? And I realized yes. it's because I didn't have that. Yes. So I wasn't mad at my kids. I was
0: upset with this part of myself. But as soon as you figured that right. out, Changerous. the trigger lowered. Like you right. still feel it a little. Right. But it's still not something you enjoy. Right. But you're like not like, oh, I'm just reacting right. this huge way yep. where I feel like shit for some reason. Right. Or I'm like suddenly mad at you. Yep. It's You understand. Exactly. So the more you notice, mm-hmm. the more you think through, the more you search for why. Yeah. That's the work we always talk about. The easier all of this stuff Mm -hmm. becomes. Okay.
1: Also helps if you know other people's triggers. I mean, you won't in every confrontation, but if you're dealing with like a friend or a spouse or a coworker and you know their triggers, then. Right.
0: Well, there's another benefit to doing what I did as a little kid. (laughs) The people who yes. are still around, I know their triggers because exactly. I I accidentally was finding them. Right. Right. Like sometimes sometimes I'd float something out and it went over real well and I was like, okay. Uh, and then other times it was like, this person is enraged. Yes. Exactly. Or this person can't stand my presence. Note to self. Note to self. Don't and so you this. start being a little information gatherer because right. I'm literally just being like I'm the weirdo. This right. is my story, right? right? So I'm like 13 and I'm like literally tripping, like tripping over the idea of perspective and no one else can see mine and I can't see theirs. And no matter what I'll never do, it doesn't matter how much empathy I have, I'll never get it. Right. And they're just like, um, I just want people to like me. Exactly. And I'm like, but don't you care about perspective? No, they just want to like go like, no, so I'm like, let me conduct my experiment on perspective, your perspective of me. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So it's just, it's all understanding those pieces. Okay. We also have to, I know this is getting long. This may end up being two episodes. I don't know what's happening, but we're talking about this forever. We'll see. Well, because like we said at the beginning,
1: is that it's it's not a five step plan. It's not. It's, it's just on a ten step plan. It's it's something that you it's doing the work. It's figuring out what your whole entire self
0: yeah needs and does. Well, one of the things that besides perspective that keeps me up a lot now. Yeah. Is that there's so many things like this on how humans operate mm-hmm. that are not discussed. No. Exactly. Anywhere. I've never heard anyone talk about this stuff, right. which is part of the reason it's hard to think of a title. Right. Right. Because yeah. I, I've never, I listen to everything. I take all the classes. I read all the books. No one's talking about this. It's and that, Because it's so intricate and in-depth. And it, but it's frustrating. And it's because it can't be put into like a capitalistic, for, capitalistic formula right. to sell exactly so we're just discussing it for you to take and like use right and that doesn't fit into neat packages or time constraints One hour episodes so here we sorry are about that sorry everybody hopefully it fits into <laughs> jamie's schedule because she's still here talking <laughs> but i trust that you'll tell me if you no, i vote. will tell you if i can okay. tell you so the other thing is we have to talk about boundaries but probably not in the sense of your thinking about boundaries yes boundaries is a popular topic we have an episode on boundaries yeah it's been very popular it's a great thing to talk mm-hmm. about there's an element of boundaries that people just don't talk about.
1: That's also something you can't just learn in one step either. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Right.
0: And those are always shifting. Correct. Okay. Right. The thing that people don't talk about with boundaries is that anytime you're interacting with a person you've never interacted before, your whole interaction is boundary negotiation. Mm, good point. That's what a date is. That's what a job interview is. That's what... meeting someone for the first time for coffee is that's what's talking to someone at a gathering is so well said that's what work is right every that the first time is mingling yeah Mm -hmm. i mean if you're going to look at a a relationship from the first date to they've been married 10 years yeah this is constant boundary negotiation and then all of a sudden something happens and the boundaries change such a good point. Right? Yep. Where all of a sudden you have expectations of somebody. Yep. And then all, the, you know, as soon as expectation like I is involved. I like that. That wasn't okay. Or like we're dating and we went on three dates. So I don't expect that when my parents invite me to dinner that you'll come. But we've been on, we've been dating for three months and now I do. But did I talk to you about that? Because mm-hmm. I might've just created it. Correct. This is how humans are. Yeah. But they don't know they are, except I know they are, because I've been doing social experiments on them since I was a child. (laughs) Right, exactly. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And like I say, everything's a negotiation. And when you're first meeting someone, especially, everything's a boundary negotiation. Right. Like, with you, I don't negotiate boundaries anymore with you. Right. I just discuss them. Yeah. But- I, you already know mine and I already know yours. So right. I'm operating in them. And if something changes, we're both like, huh? That's weird. And we talk right. about it. Yeah. But for an, a new person, you don't know theirs and they don't know yours. Right. All you're doing is figuring that out. Yeah. So one of the things that I feel like the more I talk about what yeah. I do in the first meeting of someone, mm-hmm. the more insane I sound. No. But I'm just going to keep going. No, this is
1: what people want to know. Okay. Is like you're,
0: you're telling us what the thoughts are. These are my formulas. Now carefully crafted. Not because I'm a genius or a mastermind. I am. And I am. But I actually because I just don't. I never understood it. Right. And I wanted to. And these are the things that are happening to all of us. Where
1: yes. We just haven't taken the time to like. Create a formula and strategy them. for each one. Right. Or yeah. even, even like re- see the pattern. <laughs> <Right. Exactly>. So <laughs> you're just explaining that.
0: I'm good at recognition. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So the first thing I'm going to look at Mm -hmm. after I figure out you know what your intent I try to figure out your intention, some clues about what you're looking for from me, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna start to pay attention to the boundaries you have for us talking. Okay. Because people set very interesting boundaries and it depends on your gender, it depends on your age, it depends on a lot of factors. Mm -hmm. If you come in and start talking to me with zero boundaries, I'm going to start backing up. Okay. Everyone knows that experience yeah. where you don't know a person and they're just like, hi, so yesterday I had surgery yeah. and and you're just like, holy shit, you have right. no boundaries. right? You are not even looking for mine and you don't,
1: you don't care. have any. You do not. You're about my you're so unawares. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And the first thing I'm going to do is like, how the hell do I get out of this conversation? Yeah. I have good tactics for that too, maybe yeah. in another episode. Right. But I'm. that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And then there are some people who want to give you nothing. Or some people who are just like, look over here at this right. shiny thing. And you're like, what the hell's over there? Right. Right. Like, yeah, everyone's kind of showing you that. Yeah. So pay attention in the conversation with someone, even if it's a confrontation, even if it's something that's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. what are the boundaries they're laying out for you? Because they're going to lay them. They're yeah. not going to say them like, here, here are my boundaries. Well, because so they don't even know they're doing that. No. They but they're doing it no and you're doing it even if you don't know you're doing it right right like some people will have a boundary where they'll call you like that in itself is a boundary like i could meet with you in person but that's too mm. hard so i'm going to call you okay or someone to me a boundary that a lot of people use in a not great way is to just comment on social media
1: Ugh, yeah. because
0: there's there's so much space in between us that like it's like the wild west Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like, would you say that to my face? Never, Right. Like, right. Right. So you're always kind of looking at this. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a conversation with someone and you're, you're gathering that pause and you're gathering the information, you're trying to practice this stuff. Mm -hmm. What boundaries have they laid out for you? Where do they say like that was over the line? Yeah, that's, that's literally
1: a boundary sentence. Or do they just start to shut down? Like, do you bring the conversation somewhere and then they start to, sh- to yes. shut down? Then yes. That's a boundary. They don't know they're setting it, but you can read
0: it. Pay attention. Right. Even if the misdirect is people's favorite thing. And if you pay attention, you'll you'll see the boundary. Right. Like, if you're like, oh, you know, we're talking and they, they bring up something like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm married. And then you ask a question about their marriage and they do a very short answer and change the subject. They've just laid a boundary for you that they don't They're want to talk about. about it. Right. Yeah, right. But then somebody will be like, "Oh, wait, go back to the marriage." I see that in conversations all yeah. the time. I mean, for me, I'm like, "Ooh, who's going be interesting. <laughs> They're like, "They don't want you to go back." But yes, right. I'm not gonna go back. Right. I mean, I'm gonna mastermind a different way, another time, to figure out why. Yes. Because I'm, in, I'm now exactly. curious. But yes. I'm not. I, if I'm trying to connect with you, I'm You're not gonna push. I'm gonna respect it. Right. Right. Boundaries are everywhere. Everybody right. just pay attention. Okay. Someone you know versus someone you don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people know this thing. And I need, this is one of those times where I, this happens all the time, where I say to Jamie, do people know this? And when I ask that question, I would say it's like a, maybe you would disagree. It's like a 70-30 response Mm -hmm. of like, no, No. nobody knows that. And 30%. Like, I think people know that, but maybe not the way you're framing it. Yes. Those are usually the answers. I I agree. Okay. What you need from somebody you know is different than what you need from somebody you don't know. And do you know what you need from someone you don't know? Do people know that, that that there's a difference? Yeah. Do you know that every time you meet a new person, there's something you need from them? Or else you would never interact? No. Okay. Do you understand what I mean? I can yes. explain this further. Okay. Uh, explain it further. Okay. So if the people you have in your life that you know... Mm-hmm you have already established what you need and what you get from them and how you get it. Right. And they have done the same for you. Yep. But a brand new person, if you're in a situation where you're meeting new people, Mm -hmm. okay, you need something else from a new person. Okay. And it's something you want reflected. Okay. I want acceptance. Mm -hmm. Accept me for who I am. Right. And whatever I'm doing in that first meeting is a tap dance of what you seem to like and what you don't about me okay. and then forwarding, putting stuff in the front that I notice a good reaction to. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to connect with you because connection is one of my human needs for yeah. sure. But there's an, a deeper need in me to confirm that I'm not going to be rejected. Yep. Okay. So I am going to be looking for acceptance in a new, from a new person. I want acceptance. As soon as somebody makes some sort of comment about accepting me, I relax Okay,
1: I don't think people know that they're doing that, or that okay. that's happening. now. Okay. I mean it makes tons of sense okay. when you say it, but okay. I don't. I I am I am not aware. Okay, i I'm, I'm not aware
0: that I do that. Okay, every human being ever in the history of every interaction ever is doing this. Okay, okay, I because mean that makes sense. Again, people think of humans. They're like humans are so selfish. But, like, again, you only have your own perspective, and you can only really, truly feel right. your own feelings. You can uh, you can see how someone else is reacting and through your own perspective feel about it, right. how they might feel, right. depending on how dialed into empathy you are on that spectrum or not. Right. But you can't actually ever have the same perspective as somebody. Right. I sound like a broken record. But, but selfish is, like, one of those words, like you said, negotiate,
1: and I've said in other episodes, like, manipulate. Yes. That, like... In and of themselves, they're not negative. They can be used negatively. They've been given a negative connotation, but yeah. like those aren't like negotiating isn't a bad thing. No. Manipulating isn't a bad thing if you're doing it like with good intentions. I mean intention is the key here. Right. Exactly. Same right. with like being selfish. Like we're we're humans. We yeah. have our own experience. Like we have to be selfish.
0: I think once you accept that and once right. you accept that everything is a negotiation, everything is a right. manipulation. Everything is uh I'm trying to feel away and you're trying to feel away. Right. It gets easier in the middle of those two feelings. Yes. I mean, it's very easy to confirm to someone how they want to feel. We talked about this in the human desires episode. If you haven't listened to it, like Mm -hmm. people say them right away. Right. So if you can go like, Oh, they need this. Right. And you can give it to them. You're going to actually have all the other stuff start to drop and get to connect with the person. But until you do that, you won't actually connect.
1: Well, and that's why you don't get along with certain people because those two needs don't match they don't match they, you, they'll they never like meet in the middle but yeah. like when you are friends with someone it's because
0: you can meet those needs for each other yeah and it's i, I think that's what any bonds in humans are right. or like what are your needs what are mine we're both going to work to right help each other yeah. in those and the, the more the other person prioritizes mm-hmm. the other person's feelings yep and it's if it's mutual the stronger the relationship is right But I mean, how many relationships, I'm thinking romantic relationships, do you see where that's not an even playing field? Right. Because you're attracted to
1: someone probably sexually. Yes. But then when you start to try to meet those needs, you can't go any
0: further with it. Yes. So this is constantly happening. It's a constant thing that people don't look at. It's because you're desiring to feel a certain way right? and you're also taking in confirmation bias you're also taking mm-hmm. in your ego's biggest fear about yourself so yeah. your desires and fears are at the forefront of every conversation yeah confrontation or not like just meeting someone new it's it's raw and at the front because this person has not confirmed or denied the ways you want to be seen in the yeah. world okay yeah so what you are getting from your friend from your family from your coworkers that you you've already established it Mm -hmm. right the reason that some people don't automatically don't like you because they think you're intimidating or snobby or mean or whatever is because you're not reflecting to them the thing that they want to feel they want to see or feel or their insecurity is blocking it right okay so when someone says to me oh my god i'm I'm so intimidated by your confidence i mean first of all it's hard for me not to launch into the fact that i don't understand even the word confidence doesn't even make sense same as when someone says love your body right what why right You're not telling me to love my brain. You're not telling me to love my soul or my emotions. Right. Tell me to love my, what, huh? Right. Have self-worth. Why? Right. None of those concepts make any sense. Yes. Tangent. I will try to avoid. Right. But like, it's the same thing. thing. It's like, well, I'm perceiving you that way. And because I have an insecurity that I'm not perceived that way, it makes me irritated with you because you're triggering you're doing the mirror thing to me and because i'm unhealed and i'm not doing any work i'm just operating in that raw state all the time
1: or because i felt confident and been criticized for it yes i now resent that in you because i didn't heal it i didn't
0: work through it right exactly right Right. so it's just understanding that It's, Mm -hmm. it's knowing that so if you are in the conversation, you want to get to know someone, you want to connect with them, you want to get something from them, which is the only reason that you're ever in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Ever. Right. I don't care if you're like, no, I just, I wanted to talk to the barista at the coffee shop and compliment her shirt. Sure. No, you wanted to feel good about, you wanted to feel like a good person. It made you feel good to make someone else feel good. Yeah, that's great. But it's right. not a selfless act. Correct. There are no selfless acts. Because we are selfish. We're human. You can't right. be a human and do a selfish act. Right. You die for somebody. Oh my God, it's a selfish act. No, it wasn't. Right. Because you thought it was the right thing for you to do. You die for someone you love because right. you didn't want to exist in a world where they didn't exist. That right. was for you. Right. Like, right. You can't right. separate it. Right. Yeah. It's still admirable. Yeah. It's still wonderful to go give people compliments. I do that as yep. much as I possibly can. But it isn't an unselfish act. Right. Everything is a selfish act. But again, if you're looking at that, you're understanding that you're going to get to somebody better. Mm -hmm. If you come in hot at me and I can figure out your human desires and your human fears, the forefront ones, you're going to be calm in five seconds. So it's the same thing. Like if someone's coming in, like listen to what they're saying and how they're saying it. Mm -hmm. If someone is talking to you in a very quiet, hushed tone or if someone is yelling, there are different needs at the front. Yes, just that information is totally Good point. Excellent. It's all information. Yeah. Okay. I want to end this with just a sentiment. Okay. But wait, do you have anything you want to add before I give a? I give a. No sentiment okay. at no, the no, no, end no. here. Okay. No, I was just gonna say that. Leave it to the intuitive girls
1: to have someone ask a question, and us turn it into an episode.
0: Well, because I yes, I love it, but it, it is not answerable no. in a less than. What is it? An hour and a half? I can't answer it that yes, quickly. Exactly. At least I can't. No, it can't be answered that easily. Okay. And I can't direct you anywhere because no one's talked about it before that right. I could find. Exactly. Anywhere. Okay, no, I agree. All right. So I'm going to leave you with a mantra for all the empaths. Because if you listened all the way, okay, you are so empathic. Impatient. <laughs> Impatient. <And> <laughs> okay. Other people's feelings, although you can read them and figure them out, mm-hmm. are not your problem. Ouch. I know, but it's true.
1: <laughs> it's so hard. I know it's true, but it's so hard to learn
0: that. If someone else near you is upset, mm-hmm. it is not your problem because you've sensed their upsetness or because they told you mm-hmm. they were upset. It is not your problem right. to solve. It's theirs. If you would like to aid them in it, you mm-hmm. can. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. But you actually can't solve it. You're not equipped because you can't That's have them. the same perspective. Right. You'll never be able to do it. Right. I have tried to do the work for people. I know. So have you. I know. It doesn't
1: work. I know.
0: It never will. I know.
1: And and if you feel like you can't let that go, because for me that was so hard to let that go. It, it it's that's your work to do. Yeah. That was my work to do. It was like, why do I feel like I have to be so accommodating? Why do I feel like I have to fix people? Why do I feel like mm-hmm. other people can't manage their own emotions? Yeah. Those are deep dives. Yeah. And I now know the answers to
0: most of those questions right. or at least to whatever extent I'm able to now. I mean, if you're but, asking those questions because I bet a lot of people are relating to that, what is going on is right. that because you didn't feel like you had enough people showing up to do that for you, right? And but you, we also
1: live in a society where we're told that women are supposed to do that for people. Like yes. it's layered. It, it, Your so value many layers, is right?
0: connected to doing that. I'm right. a i am a good person if right. and it's like right. This is why self worth makes no sense, and I will not teach no. it. Or when someone says confidence, I'm like, what we're, do all you mean? Right. we're all you're worthy, right? We're already here. You already earned right. a spot. If you're going to look at it that way, right. you're here. People who are really great people don't get the best things. In right. fact, the people who are the most giving—the ones that I look around and see—are usually the ones with the least amount of things. Right. The greedy people have more things. True. This is not True. the ideal plane where that stuff happens. The rules are not that way here, everybody. Nothing, Trust me. this lifetime. I spent the first twenty years of my life trying to figure out why that wasn't the case, right. and once I finally was like, oh. It's not fair. Yeah. It's not supposed to be. What you told me was the way to be safe in this world. Right. Patriarchal religion, school, all kinds of behavioral conditioning. like Capitalism. Capitalism. Right. You were all lying. Yeah. That's how greedy people stay greedy. Exactly. And good, caring, kind people often stay depleted exactly (laughs) that's because they become martyrs and they're stuck right Right. so this is the deep dark hole thing right right? like if you see someone at the bottom of a deep dark hole Mm -hmm. if you're a super empath welcome to the club Right. Your instinct is to go. Let me get in the Jump deep dark hole. hole with you, so you're not by yourself in the deep dark hole. Oh my right. God! And now there's just two people in a hole, and no one's getting out oh because God. the lowest vibe energy wins. Right? Like it's going to take you in. Yeah. Right. But if you stay out of the hole and you're like, Oh my God, someone's in a hole. Let me get help. Let me get some tools to help you get out of the hole. Right. Let me let me shout some stuff down to you while you're in the hole. Let me just let you know I'm not leaving you. You're in the hole, but I'm still here. Right. That's going to help the person out of the hole. Exactly. Got to remember that. Different outcomes. Yes. Other people's feelings are not our problems. It's information yep that we can choose what to do with. Yep. Okay. Love it. I need like a huge Ooh. coffee now. Let's go do that. Blueberry Maple. Okay.
1: Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you.